Thanks for listening to this Digital Gov podcast. These podcasts focus on helping agencies build a 21st century digital government. How can we increase college enrollment among low-income youth? When you first hear a question like this, where does your mind go? Perhaps you think about the quality of teachers in high schools, or tutoring programs, or one-on-one mentorship. And certainly, those are all factors that contribute. But there is another surprising answer that probably was not the first one in your mind. That answer? Text messages. Every year, 20 to 30% of the high school graduates in urban districts who've been accepted to college don't end up attending in the fall. This phenomenon is called summer melt. To combat this melt, federal student aid partnered with a new government group called the Social and Behavioral Sciences Team. In summer of 2014, the two offices provided technical expertise to a nonprofit organization, USPIRE, and a team of researchers. Together, a text message campaign was created that targeted students and their parents. Personalized text messages were sent, reminding students and parents of critical tasks, like signing up for classes. The results? 3% more students enrolled in the text message group, as opposed to the group that did not receive the messages. The impact was higher for the lowest income students and for first generation students. So why does this matter? It matters because we, as humans, usually act in predictable ways. And by looking at social and behavioral patterns, government offices can better serve the public. I'm Ashley Wickman with the Digital Gov team. Today I'm sitting down with the Social and Behavioral Sciences team. That's SBST for short. They are the group of people I referenced earlier that helped federal student aid with the text message campaign. SBST is part of a broader movement in government towards using science to design how government actually implements things, the way policy hits the ground. And this isn't a flash-in-the-pan idea. An executive order was released in September that named SBST as the group that will provide agencies with advice and policy guidance. There's a lot of great work in government that is focused on user experience, customer experience, and other human or user-centered experiences. I was interested in how SBST is both related to and different from these areas. Amira Shuwaki is an innovation specialist that works with both projects and operations for SBST. There's a lot of really cool and exciting things happening around government at the White House, um, at agencies, at GSA. GSA was a, a natural place for our team to fit in um, because GSA is you know, really thinking proactively about new types of services it can offer agencies. And so our Office of Evaluation Sciences, which serves as the institutional home for SBST, it's where our scientists and our experts come into government. Um, you know, We found a really great place here being able to deploy out and work on projects at agencies. We've started to really work closely with some of those other groups like the Presidential Innovation Fellows, 18F, um, other innovation groups at agencies to think about how we can all be different tools in the toolbox of exciting things that, that the government can pull on now as it's implementing projects more effectively. Social and behavioral science scientists uh, are a bit different than UX designers or CX designers or um, technologists in that we really try and focus on the rigor and the experimental component of of trying something out and really thinking about what are the dependent variables we're we're watching, what are the independent variables, and how are we controlling um, to make sure we can really draw some interesting uh, causality between what we've tested and, and the outcome that we achieved. So we're really committed to, to being a part of this broader evidence initiative and how um, we can really cr- use data in new ways now to make uh, more effective policy decisions. 
There's no shortage of great projects going on in government, but there's also no shortage of real-world needs that aren't being met. Bill Congdon is an SVST fellow. Bill, how does the team decide which projects to work on? Well, the mission of the social and behavioral sciences team is fundamentally one of translation um, from research insights in the social and behavioral sciences to improvements in federal policies and programs. Uh, and we are guided in looking for opportunities uh, to make those improvements by the executive order. Uh, that executive order uh, provides sort of four pillars of places to look where we know there are elements of federal policies uh, that can be informed by behavioral science. The first is access to policies and programs. One of the key research findings from behavioral science is that even small barriers to access uh, can have a big impact on how well those programs serve the American people, and so we work to improve access to programs and policies. Um, the second is choice. Uh, where policies and programs offer Americans choices, we work to make those choices uh, easy and straightforward for people. Uh, the third is information and how information is presented by policies and programs. We work to help make sure that that information is presented in ways that's meaningful uh, for the people those programs are intended to serve. The fourth is incentives. Uh, where programs or policies embody incentives to encourage individuals to take a particular action or another, we work to make sure that those incentives are clear and, and effective for the American people. Lori Foster is a professor of psychology at North Carolina State University, an SBST fellow. Lori, what kind of work are you doing as part of SBST? Well, along with my teammate, Daniel Shepard, I co-lead SBST's employment portfolio. And we have, actually have a number of projects going on uh, within the employment domain currently. One of them is in collaboration with the Department of Defense. And it revolves around the employability of the spouses of our service members. Military spouses often face unique employment challenges, in part due to moving around and, and other challenges as well. Unfortunately, there are scholarships and support resources available to help them increase their marketability through certifications, through obtaining licenses, and degrees. The project that SPST is collaborating on with Department of Defense involves helping to raise awareness and utilization of these resources to help military spouses become more employable in careers that are portable. We're using the social and behavioral sciences to test how to best present available support resources to those who are eligible. In other words, what will catch their attention and what will motivate them to seriously consider using available resources to beef up their credentials, pursue a degree, or even a certification. In addition, we're drawing from existing data from the Department of Labor to help identify and highlight portable job fields with good pay and prospects, which don't require years of training. And that last point is maybe worth elaborating on as well. SVST in general tries to be as resourceful as we possibly can. So when there are existing data sets or programs or pieces of information out there in government that we can draw from, we do. We draw them in and we incorporate them into the projects and into the work that we're doing so that we can make the best avail use of available resources that are out there. Nate Higgins was already tackling research as an economist at the Economic Research Service at USDA. Now, as a fellow, he's part of SBST's cross-government movement. Nate, tell us about what projects you're working on right now. So I'm working on a bunch of projects. Uh, one is a project with the National School Lunch Program. So this is something we're working on with the Food Nutrition Service with Ed Harper, who's a great partner at FNS. Uh, and we've got uh, part of that 
that work has already been fielded, went uh, into the field in the, the 2015 year, school year. Everything happens at the beginning of the year. And there we're working on uh, the National School Lunch Program's verification process, trying to make sure that every student who qualifies for access to the National School Lunch Program continues to receive the benefit uh, through a verification process. Right now, the way it works uh, is every school year, people come in, they apply for National School Lunch Program benefits in order to get free or reduced price meals. And then later on in the year, there's a verification process to make sure that the income information, for instance, that was put down on the, the application is, is true. So it's a, uh, it's a process that is necessary. It's statutorily mandated to make sure that the thing is running efficiently. Um, we've worked to make sure that everybody who gets selected for that verification process, because it's not everybody, can make it all the way through that process uh, without dropping off. We've seen in the data a lot of instances where people aren't really understanding what they're being asked to provide and drop off and actually stop receiving benefits even though they still do qualify. And so we're trying to minimize that. Uh, and as I said, we started working on that in 2015, and we've got a little bit of the preliminary results, but we don't have all the data in yet. And one of the great things about this project, because we had so much enthusiasm from the Food and Nutrition Service and the partnership has been so strong, we've already gotten a commitment to, to ramp up and do a, a second implementation of, of this experiment to try and build on what we've learned in the first year in the second. And so now, as we're starting to get data in from the first year, we're already ramping up and building our, our protocol to try and improve the process even more in 2016 school year. And that, that's been a really fun process. Ah, uh, there's that text message notification. I touched on the college enrollment text campaign earlier, but that's not the only realm where SBST has explored SMS as a means of intervention. Alana Safran is focused on health projects in her work as an SBST associate, and text messages are just one part of that campaign. SBST has been working with USAID in Mozambique on a way to use text messages to help people adhere to their medications. So we're focusing on people who have HIV and tuberculosis and take a lot of medicine and treatment adherence is key to fighting the TB and keeping uh, managing the HIV as well. In the domestic space, we've also worked on a number of campaigns to use emails and letters to encourage people to complete their health insurance applications on the federal marketplace. And we found that personalizing emails and giving deadlines is a really effective way to get people to log back into the marketplace and complete their insurance applications. Will Tucker, SBST fellow, has been with SBST since the beginning. Will, how will the team build on what you've all accomplished so far? Well, you know, I don't think we really think of our work as being sort of one-off pilots or projects, uh, and so it's always a process of building on, on what we've done. Uh, you know, I think there's there's a few ways that we've been consciously built off of the first year. Uh, first uh, is just in sort of getting better at the projects that we've already done. So sometimes we might want to reframe or revise uh, one of the interventions uh, so we can learn more, so we can uh, see if it works as well in a different segment, uh, and so the agency can sort of put it 
into practice across its uh, actions. Uh, a second way that uh, that we have, have built on what we've been doing is is when when agencies themselves sort of decide to take the results of a project uh, and uh, and change how they how they do business. So you sort of have a new a new standard operating procedure, a new business as usual in the agency based on some of the work that we've done, which is which is nice. You can sort of say not only did we run a pilot where you know this population ended up doing a little bit better, but now we're going to do that for everyone going forward. Uh, and and then maybe the most gratifying way we've been building on it uh, is uh, is when the agencies sort of build on our partnership on their own uh, and create uh, almost uh, their own teams that do the same work and 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 keep in touch and collaborate with us, but almost entirely on their own. Uh, and and you know they're doing more, they're learning more than than our small team could on our own. Uh, and it's really gratifying to see them sort of take on the methods and and tools uh, and run with it. Amir, I noticed that I just got an email from you um, kind of searching for new people to join the SBST team. Um, so what are you looking for in your team members? We're really excited to be refilling our, our group of, of fellows and associate fellows right now. And um, we have a really fun and interesting team in that everyone has a very different background. And so please don't think that there's a, an ideal profile. There's a couple of consistent traits that, that make team members really successful here. One being the creativity to really think differently about how we can translate research insights into the real world, and in particular, the federal government context, uh, which presents its own unique challenges and opportunities, an entrepreneurial mindset, which um, really helps because fellows manage their own work and have to be able to develop projects from a very nascent stage and recognize those opportunities when other people might not be seeing them and pitch the value of working with our team. The kind of ongoing project management skills that uh, is really getting into the nuts and bolts of how you implement a project and um, can, get, can, can get things done in government, which can sometimes be a bit more challenging in certain ways. Um, and then really just a scientific mind and curiosity and commitment to that rigor and, and data and evidence use that, um, you know, and, and a passion for applying that to a better government. And what about the agencies that you partner with? Um, if an agency is interested in perhaps working with SBST, how do they reach out to you or get involved? We recently launched a website that has a, a place for agencies to submit ideas for working with us, or even if they're just curious and having a conversation about learning more about the work that we do or how it might apply to their project or their program. Um, and so there's a, there's a form that can be filled out at our website, sbst.gov backslash connect. And then we're also hoping to serve as this connection point and have served as a connection point for um, researchers out in, in academia or in different organizations that when a, a federal collaborator has a need where we don't necessarily have the right skill set on our team, we can help get them connected with, with a researcher in the field or an expert that might be able to help them out. And so we also have an opportunity on our website to share with us your profile and your area of expertise. And if a need ever comes up, we'll certainly search that for people that we can hopefully connect, connect the government with. This podcast has been brought to you by DigitalGov. For more information, please visit digitalgov.gov.